leader people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hey, once again, you're back listening to Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. We are also speaking the truth and accurate information for all Americans who will be willing to listen. That's the key. You have to be willing to listen. And uh, you can become more informed, make your own decisions. I'm fighting out here with people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, Dr. Howard Tenenbaum, uh, Dr. Peter Bregan. These sorts of warriors, uh, Dr. Vliet, um, Dr. Merritt, etc. And uh, we just want to share information that can make for more informed decision, decisions by you. And we are fighting against the far-left global, globalist media outlets. And um, before I even go through it, I want to make sure that I give a shout-out to America Out Loud Radio Network here because it's been such a privilege and an honor that they have allowed me on and um, that there's such a trustworthy, potent network. And um, you know all of these uh, daily talk shows go to podcast the next day. And you can always support me at my Substack, uh, Alexander COVID News. That's my daily blog. It's Alexander COVID News. It's available for free. And um, if you want to subscribe annually, I've added a small nominal fee. I think the normal annual fee is about 70 bucks, but I have it down to $39 or so, or half price, because of uh, just an appreciation for your support. Um, there are a couple of uh, items I want to deal with today on today's show. I want to talk a little bit about just so that you do we understand what we're dealing with with this COVID issue? Remember across time from the beginning, three years ago, when we first faced the Wuhan legacy strain, um, the first exposure to this COVID, that's based on what Fauci they wanted us to believe. Remember, we have spoken about the timelines. It's not February 2020. We are actually saying this may have started in 2018, and I'm actually making the argument, and I know it will be shown, if just based on the Mina Cherry et al. paper written with Barrett, um, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, they had actually stitched together a virus and created a chimeric coronavirus in, and published in 2015, so they probably did this in 2013, 2014. My argument is that in some way that got loose, my argument is that COVID was around years before February 2020, a low-level pathogen, low-level, mild, mild symptoms. Put it this way, if the intent, if the intent was to examine how the, to create a lethal version, 
So if this was really biological warfare research being done by usurped by the Chinese government, took over the U.S. program, because this is a U.S.-funded program. Anyhow you take it, not on U.S. soil, but it had heavy U.S. hand, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, etc. NIH funding, Francis Collins, Fauci, um, Tony Fauci, all of these people. But, but the key is, um, if the intent was to check how little they could make one of these chimeric virus, they failed. Because what they came up with was not lethal. In the lab, in vitro it was. But what came out was not. And um, my argument is that it was it was circulating globally. And we were we were dealing with it on a yearly basis. Elderly people over 80, 85 with underlying medical conditions succumbed, but at levels that it was not emerging as any signal in hospitals anywhere. It was operating like a normal flu, influenza-like illness, common cold, etc. And that was it. There was no case definition from CDC, anybody, to define what a case of this was because it was not prominent. It was not a problem. In other words, I'm saying that they knew what they created and it got loose. Again, this is not a discussion for whether the getting loose was intentional or accidental, just that it got loose and it was circulating. We had exposure and we had immunity. We had sufficient immunity. That's my argument. But here's the key. We suffered deaths, no doubt. We suffered deaths, but the deaths that we suffered, we would argue, is not, not from the virus. Even though, even though you were seeing, um, instances of people with severe illness in hospitals. It was how our people were treated in the medical system from around summer onwards in 2020 that caused that between the isolation, the dehydration, the malnourishment within the hospital system, the sedation with midazolam, diamorphine, the pumping with remdesivir, which is kidney and liver toxic, the intubation and ventilation, all of these issues, the destabilizing of the elderly, putting them in isolated surroundings, which hastened their deaths because they were already very vulnerable. And yet they were, in, they were taken into the system to kill them. And the reality about it is also you have to superimpose on that the pressure that we were placing on this pathogen. This pathogen was circulating normally. But once we started lockdowns and school closures, blah, 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 my argument is that we began to place pressure on the pathogen and the pathogen began to evolve because we underestimated the evolutionary capacity of this pathogen to, 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 to adapt and change to, to selection pressure on the spike protein, on the infectiousness of the virus. In other words, I'm saying that they took something that was benign that they created and that it got loose from them, whether intentional or not. And we forced it. We forced it into a more pathological condition so that what we were dealing with with Wuhan in February, that strain was what we, 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 we forced the evolution to the Wuhan from there. And then we did it worse by then bringing the vaccine. Because this COVID gene injection, as you know, 
is a suboptimal vaccine that that drives the emergence of variants. So I don't think it's a complicated picture. It's a very interesting picture. And what I'm trying to say is that, let me get back to the point. The point is COVID, this virus, whatever we morphed it into because of the selection pressure and because of what we were dealing with in the beginning, we, it was killing mainly elderly. And it operated how it should. Elderly persons with underlying medical conditions. But what we see today, after three years, is a virus that is very benign, mild. We went from the BA4, BA5, that was mild, to the XBB 1.5 subvariant clade. Also very mild, like milder than a common cold, and it is not causing deaths, not hospitalizations or deaths. So, so we have a situation today where the virus itself is non-pathological, not targeting elderly as initially, yet what we are seeing is a lot of young people dying. And that raises the question as to why the virus does not kill young people, period. Never did in the beginning, and far less would do that today because it's even much milder. What has happened that is causing the excess mortality or cause mortality in younger persons in populations, particularly when we look at the data across highly vaccinated nations relative to low vaccine uptake countries? Persons like myself argue unless you can prove otherwise or show otherwise, it has to be vaccine. It has to be due to this COVID gene injection. And it has, in that, I would argue, are situations where people who were locked out of the medical system when this mad COVID lunatic lockdown lunacy, where we stopped all medical procedures in hospitals across the world, only had electives and, and people who were having heart conditions, new cancers, um, strokes, all sorts of medical situations, um, arthritis, etc., diabetes, new onset instances of these diseases that could have been dealt with. They couldn't get medical care and they couldn't get medical care for a proper two years, couldn't even go in the emergency room because all they were dealing with was COVID instances. Everything was cancelled. What do you think happened to those people across these last three-year period? Means their disease sequelae got worse and they degenerated. So now that you're opening up and you're trying to get life back to normal, they're at a more advanced stage of disease. And these people who could have been treated three years ago, two years ago, are now dying. They're dying from chronic illnesses that we feel that escaped us and wasn't captured within the medical system because the medical system was close to them. So between the vaccine and now the impact of the lockdowns, the collateral damage from the lockdowns uh, is coming to a head and we are seeing a lot of young people dying and we are arguing, I'm arguing it is from the vaccine. It's a very important point. I wanted to raise another point today about, so while you chew on that, you know, there's this talk right now of DeSantis versus Trump. And I saw in a, with this Brody guy, um, this interview with Trump, 
where he said, you know, he will deal with that if the Tantus decides to run against him. So first of all, look, you know, I worked in the Trump administration as a senior pandemic advisor in HHS to the assistant secretary. You know that. Um, I love President Trump. That's why when I was asked, it was not difficult for me to go and to, and to play a role, to play a role because of my skills. And um, well, we were dealing with a pandemic. And the thing about it is that um, I do like Ron DeSantis too and all that he's doing for Florida. I think he's been very successful. And I think he will make a great president one day. But I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's finished yet. He needs to, as they say, quote unquote, he needs to go to finishing school. Um, because on the world stage, we need, um, it's not a matter of his age. It's a matter of, now he's run the state successfully. So, as I said, if Trump was not on the deck, not on the table, DeSantis is my obvious choice. I mean, I like people like Christy Noem, you know, out of uh, South Dakota, etc. But DeSantis looks like the one with the most traction today, and I think he can do a great job. If Trump and DeSantis was running in a primary, I would not want them to beat up on each other because I think it would be bad for the party and it would be bad for each other because they're going to cause too much damage to their name brand, especially Trump can do a lot of damage to DeSantis. And then DeSantis will have a difficult time against the Democrats. So we don't want that. So my hope is that President Trump um, be very magnanimous also in the next period of time, such that, such that um, they can work it out amongst themselves. And even if they have primary, I hope that doesn't happen. But even if they have a primary against each other, that they don't hurt each other because that would be bad. And um, if Trump gets the nod, I will work hard to get him reelected because I think I've told you guys here before that from my point of view in February of 2020, Trump was going on to become the greatest president the United States has ever had um, based on everything that he did. And a host of missteps and wrong decisions. But Fauci and they misguided and misled him. And they hurt him. And um, they conspired against him. And well, you saw the result with the lockdown lunacy and all of the deaths, etc. And then the vaccine. But I think Trump has some blame in the sense that I don't blame him from the point of view that he he needed their counsel and their support and they didn't give it to him. They lied to him and they subverted. Deborah Burks wrote that in her book openly, that she withheld data and slow walk data and misled them. She has to be investigated for that, just that, and other things. But what I'm saying is Trump was the CEO of America and he was in charge. It was his position to make very important decisions. And in terms of the lockdowns and the vaccine, those decisions were flawed and wrong. And we as a society paid a price. It is absolutely imperative for President Trump today to come forward and say the truth, which is that the lockdowns failed. 
when he says today still that the lockdowns were successful, they were not. And I don't know who's advising him to say that. I, I don't know if he's read the news or if he's on top of the news. He has to be because he's President Trump. He's Trump. So I don't know why he would say that. He has to come clean. And it is impossible that he's seen the deaths and stuff around, yet still claiming that the vaccine was successful. This COVID gene injection was the greatest public health disaster with the lockdowns in history. Trump needs to be a culprit soon and very fast. He will get reelected if he did. Anyway, as we close off this session, I want to remind you my Substack is Alexander COVID News. And um, you could you could consider joining. My Substack is free. It's free and um you could you could pay a fee if you want a small fee to help support me because we've been cancelled in this era of wokeness and um, and slandering, etc., by the media and the IT companies like Twitter, etc. Um, my website is drpaulalexander.com. That's D-R-P-A-U-L-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R.com. You can also find me at zell, Z-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, at my at email, sr7283 at gmail.com. If you wish to support, it would be very appreciated. I wrote that book, Presidential Takedown. Uh, you can find it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, How Fauci and Burks and CDC Work to Topple Trump. I just want to thank America Out Loud again and um, for his brilliant work and the support of us and allowing us to be out there to, to spread the word. Thank you very much. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a made-in-America climate plan a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. 
a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Hey, once again, welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Thank you so much for joining. And um, as I move forward, I will want to thank America Out Loud again for its tremendous support and bringing us out here and allowing us. Malcolm and the American Out Loud Talk Radio. And um, you can always find these podcast, these talk shows on podcasts uh, the day after. And um, just as a quick reminder, I, I support the wellness company. And that's twc.health, where you could find a range of nutraceuticals and vitamins, etc. And um, medical support, actual clinicians who will deal with you as a patient and with prescriptions, everything. It's, it's, it's like an online situation. But anyway, let me get to the point. Some stories I want to follow up with. Um, Dr. Liana, Liana Wen, L-E-A-N-A, Liana Wen, W-E-N. She's one of those doctors who have been on CNN for the last three years. Every opportunity she can get, they can bring her. And um, she's come out yesterday or so to say that COVID deaths and hospitalizations have been overcounted. That's what she said. Now, um, the problem with it is, first of all, she's correct. But the problem is for three years, this lady, this doctor lady, and other doctors with her on CNN, these so-called medical experts and all of the media, which and they are, to me have always been inept, incompetent, corrupt, illogical, irrational, and absurd, nonsensical, and just stupid. Nothing they've said ever comported with the science or the data. Nothing they said could be supported by anything. And she has been flat wrong on everything. And now people like her and Dr. Paul Offit, who wrote that recent paper in New England Journal of Medicine, saying that the booster vaccine is ill-advised at this point. After Offit was one of the FDA advisors who approved all of the vaccines over the last two years. Now he's running to the hills. So Liana Wen is running to the hills. So she's saying... Well, you know, maybe we should consider that all of these hospitalizations and deaths were overcounted. Lady, your statements help drive policy by the idiotic CDC, etc., and the governments. You had no problem over the last three years lying about the deaths and the hospitalizations because you knew that the PCR test was overcycled. Anything over 24 cycles was picking up viral dust and fragments, yet you continued, and you helped the government sell the lie about no early treatment. You helped the government sell the lie about natural immunity being inferior to vaccine immunity. You, Liana Wen, helped the government sell the lockdown lies. And today, you are trying to say that we should consider now that the data was false. Well, then what are we gonna do with you? You have to be held accountable. You must be investigated. You know, I'm happy that you're coming clean now. 
But your face was all over the news, lying about the lockdowns, forcing children out of school, forcing the vaccine. Right? We need more from you. We don't need just this simple, simple statement from you. We need a serious mere culpa and a come to Jesus moment. Because what you did over three years really hurt Americans for they trusted you, Liana, when, and you were flat wrong in many instances. And it is either you didn't know the science, you didn't follow the science, you didn't even read the science, or you didn't even understand it. Maybe you just don't understand medicine or science. I don't care what degree you have behind your name. You can buy those now. I really don't. So the point of view is... <clears throat> This lady who is a former CEO of Planned Parenthood. So, of course, you know, I'm not a big supporter. And uh, she said, it's a problem that COVID deaths and hospitalizations are being overcounted. And it's crucial to distinguish between Americans who die from COVID versus with COVID. Now, imagine she would say that after three years of lies. We always said that dying from versus with. It was a critical issue. She didn't care about that before when they were taking people out of homes. Now, remember, this is the same Liana Wen who in the past said that vaccinated people must be the only people to remain in society, that there are privileges, quote, this is her, there are privileges with being an American, unquote, she said. She then said, quote, that if you wish to have these privileges to live in society, polite society, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel in your state. It's not a constitutional right, as far as I know, to board a plane. Close quote. That's what she said. So she's saying, life must be made very hard. This Dr. Liana Wen, who today is trying to run from the hills, said before, that life needs to be made extremely hard for unvaccinated Americans. Don't forget that. That's what she said. Now, my question is simple. For somebody who helped contribute to the deaths of our people and our children with the fraud failed lockdowns, the fraud failed school closure, the fraud failed business closure, the fraud field mass mandates. What do we tell Liana? Do we say thank you, Liana, today for coming to Jesus, for recognizing the truth? The data was always there for Liana. She just chose not to follow it. It was not that they don't, they didn't get to see the science. They were never following the science. They just didn't, they just didn't accept it and they just turned a blind. It was it's beyond cognitive dissonance. It's not about they don't accept what doesn't comport with what their thinking is. They went against the science. As crazy as it is, they worked against the science daily. So, Liana Wen, thank you very, very much. I am very appreciative as one scientist in the field that you have at least turned, averted your gaze to sanity Yet it's not good enough. You have a lot of more groveling to do. You have a lot of more I am sorry and mere culpas to do before we let you into the real world. You need to remain on the naughty chair. As far as I'm concerned, 
you, Liana Wen, you with the insane Dr. Sanji, always posing Gupta, that idiotic doctor on CNN, that guy, every single thing he said in COVID was flat wrong, especially the other idiot, Dr. Hotels, the vaccine maker, Mr. Bowtie, that one. These people have been flat wrong and, done, and did so much wrong to Americans, misguided them, misguided them. And people, you see, this is the issue. The issue is you have a title and you have a public forum and they're letting you do the speaking so that you can guide and shape decision-making. People follow what these people say. And now we know that the lockdowns was fraud. The school closures were fraud. The present vaccine is a failure and deadly, yet these people pushed it. So do I open my arms, Liana, and hug you and embrace you? No. There's no amnesty for you. We cannot consider that now. We must get you, Liana, investigated. Hotels, Gupta, all of you, that Mark Siegel on Fox, all of them. doesn't matter to me. CNN, Fox, same thing. Investigated properly. We want justice. We want accountability. So that's my view on Liana. Now, I want to talk about something that's very important about illicit drugs. <clears throat> now, I have said before that I would like the United States government, particularly the military and specifically the Air Force, to launch two B-1B bombers. And even if you don't want to use those fancy updated planes, use two B-52s. Yes, and fly them across the world. We need to head to China. And I want them to cluster bomb or carpet bomb or any kind of bomb. All of the labs in Wuhan, China, that are making the precursor chemicals that they use in South America to build the final fentanyl drug. The precursors for fentanyl comes from Wuhan, China. We need to bomb those factories and reduce them to dust, all of them, once. One strike, and China will get a message and, and incinerate all. Make sure we call before and give them about 12 hours to evacuate the whole entire neighborhood, all the buildings. While we're there, I want them to get the coordinates of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, call up the back lady, Call up all of those people and tell them, you have 12 hours, vacate. Reduce the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dust. That's what we must do. There's no question that this must happen. Now, why? Because we are seeing there's an urgent rise of the illicit drugs like cocaine, ecstasy, molly, um, drugs called trunk, etc., as well as the other ones you know of called Adderall and Xanax. These, these are taken, well, some of the hard ones are taken chronically, but many are taken recreationally. And, and now we've seen that they're being, sh they're showing up laced with fentanyl. And um, there's also the animal tranquilizer, xylazine, which is now showing up on the streets in America and even Canada. Xylazine, they used to take down big animals and etc. I mean, 
one little cup of these drugs will wipe out an entire city. And our parents must be made aware for their own teenagers. If you think that your child is going to a perfect school, you don't know what's going on behind the school and in the toilets. And your innocent Susie or Johnny hanging around with friends who fooling around with other drugs that lace now with fentanyl. And once your child inhales one grain, if one grain enters their pore on their skin, they don't even need to inhale it or smoke it or whatever you do with it. It just needs to enter a pore. One grain. They will die. They will die. Fentanyl is a big, big problem for America. Coming out of South, the Southern Americans, countries. And that's where the Biden administration failed and even the Trump administration. That's why the war was very important because <clears throat> these are illegals coming out of the South bringing these drugs. And I've heard and I've read that, that the terrorists in the Middle East are using the southern border to enter America. Now, the good news is the border agents are really good at what they're doing. And, and, and I'm also aware that they capture a lot. The issue is, from what we're reading, what is being reported is that there's an exchange between those drug mules down there, those um, cartel people uh, giving the the uh, terrorists safe passage into America, getting them up to the border, etc., in exchange for them bringing in the drugs with them. So it's a it's a symbiotic, unholy alliance between bad people. And they're bringing in these drugs that will kill Americans. The issue is that parents must be made aware that these recreational drugs are in close juxtaposition to your children. Fentanyl <clears throat> is very deadly. I'm seeing it again. And <clears throat> the recreational drugs that some kids use recreationally, especially teenagers, laced with fentanyl, whether you like it or not, it is here. And our governments have done nothing about this threat. And in some corners, they even whisper this because high-level connected societal people, rich people, including government people, have money in this. Money in the sense that they make money from it. I know in the Caribbean, where I come from originally, I have no problem seeing the situation. Government, the government of the country and the police and the military are involved in being paid kickbacks to allow all, all of those containers on the ports. They're stuffed with drugs. They know exactly which ones, which ones will not be unstuffed and investigated, and they know how to give them safe passage across the country because they go to another part of the Caribbean islands and they're transshipped across the islands and make their way up into Miami, etc. This is a very serious matter. It's very corrupted. High-level people are paid money and make money. They finance the drugs, and they also allow safe passage. That's our problem, and I argue it might even well be in America and Canada too. These drugs could be getting such a strong foothold if seriously connected people weren't involved in allowing it. <clears throat> Remember, the animal tranquilizer xylazine. That's X-Y-L-A-Z-I-N-E is now on the streets and can kill masses of people, not one person, many multitudes of people. And the hands of police, in my opinion, who, who do such a remarkable job 
our police hands are tied because of corrupted politicians and more corrupted lawyers and a, and a, and a corrupted legal system. So is it time? Is it time to ensure your child, benign or non-high risk that you think your child is, is given what we call a fentanyl test strip to have a bunch of them, to have in their bags at school. So anytime they're moving around the environment in school, they pull out their test strip and test it. Because I'm telling you, it's not whether your child uses fentanyl. It's if a grain of it is resting somewhere, a grain enters their pores, it will kill them. So that they can use the test strips at lib, whether they're going to the toilet to test the toilet facilities, because that's where these kids are doing the drugs. Um, I raise it as a public service statement. So that's what I want to tell you. Anyway, once again, so much love and support to, uh, to America Out Loud and Malcolm for what they're doing, allowing us here. Um, I want to talk about a company I support called the wellness company, TWC.health, and try to connect you with some trusted and trusted and unbiased doctors at the wellness company, TWC.health. My good friend Ben Marble is there. And this really is the future of medical care. Access to top flight healthcare on call from anywhere. On call, 24-7. You can get access to uncensored content, the ability to schedule virtual appointments with trusted medical professionals, you know, access to doctors who aren't scared to follow protocols to keep you healthy, access to wholly owned pharmacy and that will fill your prescriptions. You can get exclusive treatment packages, vaccine exempt letters, and access to world-class supplements and healthcare products, and so much more. You know, the last few years have shown that how broken the healthcare system is. So we need to revolutionize healthcare and make it more accessible to the public and make it much more trustworthy and high quality. And we believe this is one direction we can take. Please read about the wellness company, TWC.help. You, you educate and inform yourself, and you make a decision. You'll be pleasantly surprised, but start with some reading. There's no force. There's nothing. You make that decision yourself. Anyway, don't forget about me and my Substack, my daily blog, Alexander COVID News. My website is drpaulalexander.com. You can support me at Zell at sr7283 at gmail.com. Don't forget my book, Barnes & Noble, Presential Takedown, Amazon. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. 
yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Hello, once again, you are back to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. Remember, <clears throat> America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network. And you can also listen to the, the media player from any browser anywhere in the world. And all of my shows, I'll just remind you before I move on, they go to podcasts the following day after the broadcast is heard on Talk Radio. You can also hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and I had podcasts and many more. And you can also find them by going to the uh, navigation bar at America Out Loud under our shows or schedule and look for the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. I appreciate your help and support and huge shout out and love to Malcolm for making this a success and possible because he's bringing liberty and freedom information to Americans. Thank you. Anyway, <clears throat> a couple of stories that I wanted to deal with issues in this um in this segment. First of all, I saw a recent poll where Trump, President Trump, defeats the scientists in a in a geo matchup. And I think the poll is saying that um President Trump would get 48% in a hypothetical primary. <clears throat> the scientists were 31. I find this poll very interesting. <clears throat> um Mike Pence, the former vice president, comes in a distant third, I think with about six or eight percent, so almost zero, followed by Liz Cheney with negative 10 percent. Well, no, no, I'm only joking. She got three percent and Ted Cruz two percent. And um, that poll was published in The Hill. And uh, well, you know, not everything we read at The Hill could be true, but um, it's very interesting. And um, so I wanted to uh, to raise that point. But <clears throat> very importantly, in this segment, I wanted to um to to touch on some things that kind of COVID related, kind of not COVID related. And um I really wanted to, you know, just off the cuff, very light, light thing to think about is this issue with Tom Brady. I mean, I think he's 45, he's going to be 46 next, and um, he's still thinking about, um, well, I want to say, first of all, that <clears throat> Madonna, I think she's going to be like 70, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure of her exact age. And whoever is handling her facelifts right now doing a terrible job. That's the problem. I think Madonna normally, she should not have touched her face. But anyway, people are people are saying that it's it's gross and grotesque that she's dancing on the poles and doing all of these things at this age. My view is all power to her because first of all, she's a lady that has survived the Hollywood madness and her own crazy life out there in the media. And but she is defying limits. 
And um, she's showing you that as we get older, if we take care of ourselves now, mind you, she must be getting a lot of maintenance done. But if we take care of ourselves, that we can keep going and we have a lot of health and fitness and wellness in us as we age. And um, that's the thing, you know. So those who are saying she should not do the talk, I don't know if I would put on all those risky outfits and etc. I I think what she should do is try to be a little more conservative in her dress and she might find a lot more support because, I mean, you really don't want to look at a 70-year-old in a bikini prancing around on the stage. Sorry, I mean, let's be frank. And there's just so much you could do to make that appealing. And plus, it was not classy at her age. I mean, she, she should be, she's a lady. So anyway, so I don't agree with those people who saying no. I'm saying, go, lady, go. Just behave yourself and don't do any lucidus and slanderous things on stage. Tom Brady, 45, going to be 46. I also like him. Why? Because as he's an older guy, he's playing against people half his age of 22 and 24. Some are 28. So, and he's, he's with them. Look, they lost this game against, um, the Cowboys. And I watched that game. That drive after the Cowboys missed the extra point. So put six up on the board. That drive by Brady, the responding drive, was a devastating drive. And it showed you that he still has the arm and he still has the precision and the depth. And that he could take some half-rate receivers and, and players and lift them. And had he not been so greedy, he could have put that three points up on the board or he could have calmed down and run the ball in. He did not need to throw. He could have grinded it out on the, on the floor and get the seven points. I think that point at the beginning broke him in the sense that he gave them the best for that drive. I think it was almost 100 yards. Some of the best, most accurate throwing. He actually performed like a 20-year-old on the field. <clears throat> and I think the interception hurt him psychologically. It was tough after that. So can he play at the NFL at this level? Tom Brady is still the best in the NFL. I mean, he might have stumbled a bit, lost a step because of age in terms of speed and footwork. But in terms of accuracy and arm, I think he's still amongst the best. He can mix it up with Mahonis. Mahomes. Um, I almost said Kahunis. <laughs> That's a separate discussion. That's that that would be if I was talking about the Republican congressmen and senators who lack cojones and stones in the U.S. Congress. But we're not talking about that right now. Right now, and that they would need to borrow some from people like um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has 12 stones. Anyway, back to Tom Brady. Um, what I'm saying is, I think he should go again one more year. I think if a good team picks him up, <clears throat> He could win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady could have won the Super Bowl this year. I believe he could actually win it next year, depending on the team. Anyway, let me get to the um the other issues. So, an interesting story broke about uh, Klaus Schwab and these idiots, these malfeasance, I call them, at the um the uh the WEF or whatever they're doing in Davos. 
Now we get to find out that these ding-dongs, these malfeasant, the Beelzebubs, I call them, devils, that they only want unvaccinated pilots. They've only used, they went to companies that only had unvaccinated pilots to fly them. They will not fly with vaccinated pilots. So, so in other words, we, the unwashed class, the low-life people from these punks, they have these pukes, I call them. They're puke bottom-dweller people, the Schwabs and the Bill Gates of this world. They must fly with unvaccinated pilots and stewardesses, and they have the choice because they have the money to pay such companies. We have no choice when we buy a ticket in American Airlines or wherever. We, we, if we have everybody in the crew vaccinated with 15,000 shots, that's what we need to go with. And they could be getting heart attacks of the yin-yang while the plane is flying. That's the chance we have to take. Is that fair? Because you know in America, many pilots, many companies didn't mandate the vaccine, even though the government did. So there are a lot of smaller companies too, and, and pilots who left American Airlines or United or wherever, and they left, they resigned. And other companies, private companies, have picked them up. And so they're unvaccinated, they have their flying skills, and they're flying for these companies, unvaccinated planes and schedules, etc. And they have people who only fly now on these, and that's where I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to be doing too. So we have a serious problem. I even argue in a prior show on Substack that we need to consider that the Nepalese pilot, the plane that just crashed and killed 68, that the pilot may have gotten into distress because of vaccine. Until you prove otherwise, vaccine-induced cardiac arrest, sudden death must be on the table. The same way that if with proper investigations, proper hearings and tribunals of Fauci, Burks, Walensky, Azar, all of these people in the Trump and Biden administration, Albert Bula, Stefan Bansel, Dazek, Barrack, all of them, Francis Collins, if it is shown that their actions caused the deaths of Americans and people unnecessarily and they were reckless and dangerous, and, and it is shown and judges rule that they caused deaths, I want you to put the death penalty on the table. Put it on the table. That's where I am. What they did was so monstrous and they must be held to account. So I want to ask a question. Why must these Davos people have pilots that are unvaccinated and I have to have a pilot that it is, that is? What about safety for me? So the reports say that Klaus Schwab banned vaccinated pilots from transporting anyone and the World Economic Forum members in and out of Davos because of the safety risk. Can you imagine that? The day that bold? That they would say because of safety? I want you to chew on that as you get angry and calm down. So I wanted to remind you that the FDA went to court to demand that Pfizer and Moderna, the data from Pfizer and Moderna for the vaccines, the fraud data, the actual trial data, be kept hidden for 75 years. 
And I'm reminding you again the travesty and the devastation. Now, of course, I was part, I'm letting you know, I was part of the lawsuit that went to court. I was one of the doctors, one of the scientists on that lawsuit that asked the court, the judge, to reverse that. And the judge did. And that was why we're getting access to all this information. Drip, drip. But it's coming because of that suit. We won that suit. And I give Siri a lot of credit for that, for bringing us together and us putting the paperwork together to support that lawsuit. <clears throat> um, the FDA is criminal. The FDA should be taken down to its studs with the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID. I mean, literally, we need to walk up to the building and see just the studs, the walls, everything gone. All equipment gone. No employees there. They're all fired. We need to take it down to the studs, fumigate the whole area. In fact, move it complete. Move the CDC to Alcatraz. I'm serious. Move the FDA from Virginia all the way to about 200 miles north Alaska. 200 miles. After you get to the northernmost inhabitable tip, go 200 more miles north. That's where you need to put those employees because they've been there for the last 40, 50 years, these career people. With all the taxpayer money they're living off of and they failed the American people. So we need to punish them now. We need to make life difficult for them. All of them were silent during the lockdown lunacy, the fraud vaccine. They killed people. Whether you were, whether you were Peter Marks, Janet Woodcock, Stephen Hahn, whether Bacera, anyone of you at HHS, Alex Cesar, you people contributed to the deaths of Americans. So we need to make your lives difficult. You want to work for the government? You want to work for the CDC or the FDA? Well, then you had to get up and travel four hours before even getting to your office. In minus 50, I will do it. I'll make you swim. I'll, I'll, I'll make you have to swim to Alcatraz every morning, a half a mile. Every day. That's to tell you how much I loathe those filthy people in those alphabet agencies for what they did. They have to be held to account. And I'm telling you, if judges rule that these people costed death, not me, not you, but a judge, a real jury, that they cause debts, put the death penalty on the table. Don't be afraid. Americans need to now see proper accountability. I wanted to remind you before we go today about this very important study by Chu et al. that I had put up on my substack, Alexander COVID News. Remember it had shown a 17% increase in cardiovascular symptoms in teens following the second dose. This is the second dose we're having a problem with. And whilst this study showed Pfizer was a huge problem, the Pfizer shot after the second dose in teens, I also seen a lot of studies showing Moderna is a bigger problem, the Moderna vax. Both of them are devastating. But the Moderna vax, remember, have about three times the amount of mRNA and spike, etc. So it is a heavier load. But that's not the point. The point is any of these mRNA vaccines, this so-called gene injection is devastating. Myocarditis, pericarditis, bleeding, clotting. Don't touch it. No sane parent. You'll be a raven lunatic as a parent and not if 
You told me that your healthy child, your healthy teenager needs these vaccines. No healthy teenager needs this. None. Leave them alone. Leave your children, your young child, your six-month, one-year-old alone. These shots kill, kill, damage the innate and natural immunity and subvert it. The vaccine antibodies outcompete the natural innate antibodies and, and a young child cannot properly develop their innate immune system that will help protect them against auto-reactivity, auto autoimmune illnesses in the future. You need to listen to Dr. Goodfriend and Bosch. Sometimes listen to myself too. I don't pretend to be an immunologist or viral, but I know enough. I've become an expert enough. I can speak lucidly on these issues. So remember that study by Chu et al. It's way past time to say no. No. No to these COVID gene injections. They're very harmful and deadly. All sorts of palpitations and arrhythmias, all sorts of stuff. That study by Chu et al. It was published in European Journal of Pediatrics in early 2023. And um, the DOI, if you wanted to find it for yourself, was 10.1007 forward slash S00431. The PMID on PubMed is 366-02621. PMID on PubMed, Medline is 366-02621. Here then you'll find this study. Read about it. Anyway, let me close off this segment by reminding you about America Out Loud Talk Radio. It plays on iHeart Network. Listen any, from anywhere in the world. And all my these talk shows go to podcasts the following day. Find them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. And you could also go on America Out Loud and our shows are scheduled and look for Paul, Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. I want to remind you about the learning, I mean, the wellness company, twc.health. You can find a range of doctors who can help you, give you prescriptions, um, exemption letters, etc. Please check it out. No forcing. You make a decision, but this is the direction of future medicine. Find me on my substack, Alexander Space COVID Space News. Also, my website, drpaulalexander.com. If you want to support me, go to Zell, Z E L L E, at sr7283 at gmail.com. Consider my book, Presidential Takedown, at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Thank you very much.